Consumer insolvencies could rise by 30% in the next three years. This is the Mississauga Life. I'm Sean Jaffer. So trouble is a brewing. Uh, consumer insolvencies are pointing to a rising credit stress uh, environment. We've talked about this before. Mortgage delinquencies remain at record lows. They're at about 0.16%, less than 1% nationally. But this indicator, this one, or rather 0.16%, it's, it's really talking about how the economy fared about a year ago, not so much about what's happening in the economy today. For example, some mortgages aren't even reported as being in arrears uh, until borrowers have missed payments for about six months. So we're into a serious rate hike cycle, and uh, it's been a surprise just how resilient borrowers have been. You know, no doubt a strong labor market with record low unemployment rate. Uh, we've also had strong wage growth. That's still north of 5%. All of that stuff has helped tremendously. Unemployment rate, if you go back as far as, let's just say, to January 2010, last uh, 12, 13 years, the unemployment rate has kind of stayed between 6 and 8%, generally speaking. Uh, it did jump up in the pandemic environment. Obviously, that was um, more of an outlier. It's not normal, but it's down to like 5%, and that's where we're at right now. Hourly uh, wage growth uh, for permanent employees go back the last 10, 12 years has been around 3%, 4%. It jumped up during the pandemic times, came down. But again, now we're at like 5%, which is, you know, the highest has been in the last decade or so. But there's more to it than just that. Interest cost as a share of household income has risen to decade highs, but it's been partially offset by a steep decline in principal payments. This is due to longer amortization on static payment variable rate mortgages. Um, there's even been negative amortization, and we've talked about this before, where uh, banks have been uh, extending amortizations past 25 years to 30, 40 years. I personally have uh, talked to people where it's been even more than 40-year amortizations. The main point is this, that consumers are still largely being insulated um, from the impact of these high interest rates. From what I can gather, about one-fifth of mortgage borrowers have really felt the full impact of the rising rates so far. As they do, we can expect that the service debt ratio to rise to record highs by early 2024. And there's um, an RBC report that we'll get into in just in a little bit. So the point to kind of note and the thing to kind of pay attention to is that even with this robust economy, uh, with the really low unemployment rate, um, consumers still shielded to a large extent uh, from higher rates. We're seeing mounting signs of stress, increasing signs of stress. So for starters, loss rates on credit cards are really starting to move up. Uh, they moved up 50 basis points just in the last two months alone. So is this the highest it's ever been? No, it hasn't, but it is reaching pre-pandemic levels, and that's a concern. All of the support we had from SERP payments and you know government assistance and all that stuff, uh, that kind of shielded a lot of people from these high interest rates, but all that money is now running out. The reason why it's important to kind of uh, consider and take a look at these uh, credit card net, net losses is simply because... Typically, homeowners don't default on their mortgages unless and until they start defaulting on their credit card payments. Mortgage is always paid first. So in essence, trends in credit cards always lead trends in mortgage defaults, typically by six months. More concerning is the latest data showing a steep increase in consumer insolvencies in Canada. We just saw the highest filings since 2019 in March. So consumer insolvencies, we see historically, if you go back, let's just say last three years, last four years, 
uh, we're looking at around between 10 and 12,000 consumer insolvencies. And although there has been an uptick in the last couple of months, uh, this month or this past March, it really spiked. It went from around um, 9,000 to almost 12,000. And that's the concerning part. So consumer proposals, which are different from bankruptcies, um, are still a very good, indi good indicator of what we are probably going to see in the future. In consumer proposals, it's not exactly like bankruptcies. In the bankruptcy, you're pretty much telling your, your lenders and uh, all these, these different people you're indebted to that I just can't pay anymore and I'm gonna file for bankruptcy. With consumer proposal, you're still trying to work out some sort of deal where you do still make some payments and try to pay some of the principal back. That's something that has to be negotiated between you and the between your lawyer and them, I guess. Uh, but at the end of the day, it still hits your credit. It's not as bad as bankruptcy, but uh, it, you know it's still a good indicator of what to expect in you know months down the road. Looking at the consumer proposals uh, in Ontario, British Columbia, it is all following the same pattern. Uh, last month, month and a half, it has actually jumped up quite a bit. Actually, if you look in just total numbers, um, we're looking at consumer proposals for Ontario. Uh, about 10 years ago, it was, uh, you know, we're looking at 2000, uh, 2010, let's just say, it was around 2200, and now it's close to 3400. Similar story for British Columbia, and it's a similar story for Alberta as well. This is yet another sign of stress building under the surface. It's expected that mortgage delinquencies will probably double in the next year. And there's a real chance that they will rise more than that if the economy softens further. According to the latest article by RBC, or rather by CTV, and I'll put the link to this article in the description below, uh, it says that RBC projects unemployment rate to reach by 6.6%. Remember, we're sitting at about 5% right now, and expect this to go to 6.6% .6 by 2024, insolvencies to jump 30% over three years. As a possible recession continues to loom amidst soaring costs of living and increased interest rates, RBC economists say unemployment could climb to 6.6% by early 2024, while consumer insolvencies are projected to increase almost 30% in the next three years. Despite early economic fears that the pandemic would result in serious financial trouble for Canadian households, the data suggests otherwise. According to The Economist, net worth increased and various metrics of debt service, loan delinquencies, and consumer insolvencies grew noticeably stronger. Financial improvements such as these were largely due to government support programs such as the CERB, and CRB, but these measures only provided a financial band-aid to a much deeper economic wound as a booming housing market put mortgage debt on a fast track. According to the article itself from RBC, again, I'll put the link to this article in the description, a looming recession and an unemployment rate projected to climb to 6.6% by early 2024 are set to tip more Canadians into loan delinquencies and insolvencies. With massive pandemic-related support measures largely over the largely over and living costs now soaring, mortgage delinquencies could rise by more than a third of current levels over the coming year. Consumer insolvencies could increase almost 30% over the next three years, returning to pre-pandemic levels and likely remaining on an upward trajectory after that. Still, we expect any financial troubles to remain relatively contained in the short to medium term. Bottom line, the noticeable improvement in Canadians' finances in the aggregate early in the pandemic wasn't sustainable. Those gains are now reversing and will likely erode further amid a further softening economy and higher interest rates. We expect the environment to remain challenging for years to come, 
but an all-out collapse is unlikely. So that's the story for right now. How is this going to affect the, the real estate market going forward? Obviously, we'll keep our eyes on that and keep you posted with the latest happenings. Uh, if you've enjoyed watching this podcast, please like, subscribe, share with family and friends, and we'll see you in the next one. Have a great day.